Our sponsors help us reach people from city to city, coast to coast, and around the world. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence Podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Kusom has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb is a gold sponsor, and he and his wife have happily been married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. Donald honorably served his country over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is also the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating. Our platinum sponsors, Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy today by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrian Barker is the host of the Adrian Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from Newburn, North Carolina. He helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church, a devoted husband and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr. is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He is the author of What's Next, Preparing for Eternity, and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the PRF Institute is blessed to be that premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of families and communities around the country. Find Dr. Dunlap and his amazing team at prfinstitute.org. Poet Katrina McCain is the author of Because She Decided to Love. This is a collection of poetry and prose about love and its impact on every relationship. This raw, uncut poetry book addresses the themes of how we experience love through loss, hurt, pain, grief, and passion. Get your copy of her book today at PaulKatrinaMcCain.com. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit C.L. King Speaker. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, just visit clkingspeaker.com. As you know, on Impacting Life 24-7, we try to do everything over the top here, and it, tonight is absolutely no different. We're so thankful that everybody is tuning in to Impacting Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from Impactville, and I am sitting high atop the illustrious Ruth E. Plowden legacy chair. Ruth E. Plowden was my foster mom, and of course she is responsible for why I have any amount of modest success at all. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are cresting the hill of the last few mortal days in 2021. <laughs> it's almost over, ladies and gentlemen. You, you survived yet another year. And that's why I had to bring back into these virtual studios a friend and a nutritionist to get us ready to go into the holiday seasons without absolutely losing our mind. Adrian Delgado is a registered licensed dietitian and has almost 20 years of experience in outpatient nutrition care. Adrian's passion includes helping her patients have a positive relationship with food. Imagine a relationship with food improving energy levels and empowering her clients to live their best life as a working mother of five children she understands firsthand the challenge of balancing health and responsibilities adrian's specialty involves teaching clients how to create new habits which include mindful eating tips and techniques and root work root work a unique program designed to figure out why we over desire food and how to create healthier habits. I brought her back here, ladies and gentlemen, because she's going to help us create a healthier holiday season. 
2019, Adrian became an author to her first book, Nourish, Eat, and Repeat, of which I have in the studios tonight, A Busy Woman's Guide to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Life. Adrian is also a public speaker and the host of a podcast, Nourish, Eat, and Repeat. Welcome to our studios, our friend, uh, uh, my good friend, Adrian Delgado. Welcome, Adrian. Much. I'm so excited to be here tonight. We got a fun topic. <laughs> yes, we do have a fun topic. And uh, like we said, we should start charging for the pre-show because some of the <laughs> nuggets that we discussed there are just priceless. Wouldn't you say, Adrian? I would say so. Yeah, it's just like when you go to a concert, that pre-show. Man, that backstage is where it's at. Yes. So listen, <laughs> so listen, Adrian, I'm so thankful that you took time out of your schedule to uh, be with us again. Again, she's the author of Nourish, Eat, and Repeat. Thank you, Greg, the VP. Yes, he says, I need it. <laughs> he needs this book right now. And so um, she, I have the book. It's actually signed. So none of you can have this copy, but you can get one. Um, and so, Adrian, before we get started, tell people how they can contact you, how they can get up with you, how they can connect with you, where they can get the book, and give us all the information where people can find you. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, a great place to start is our website, which is bodymetricshealth.com. That's the company that I own, um, and it has all great resources for you. Uh, the book is available on the website as well as Amazon, you know, wherever it's easy for you to get it, just go grab a copy. And um, and then I also have a podcast called Nourish, Eat, Repeat. So if you want more nutrition information, uh, you can always access that for free. It's available. It comes out every week. So just really love to help people navigate their way through what can be a very confusing and challenging world. It can be a very confusing and challenging world. And I totally agree with you, especially when you're trying to navigate multiple things. And uh, just like I was a few minutes late tonight getting on the show because I just could not figure out how to navigate 17,000 screens that I have to do. I got this huge, gigantic uh, um, monstrosity of a screen over here. And then I got the screen here. Then I got the cameras here. And I'm just like, wait a minute, that's that that is not supposed to be over there. And I was just losing it, ladies and gentlemen. It was it was almost a disaster. But but Adrian kept her cool and we were able to get her on. So. Uh, yeah. and, and you know what I'm excited about, Adrian? I'm excited because uh, I get to kind of go on vacation after a, after a few more episodes because we've been at this uh, full-blown since 2019, and we just celebrated our 200th episode, Adrian, a couple weeks ago. Ah, uh, congratulations. That's, that's no easy feat. <laughs> Yes, 200, that's 200 introductions, that's 200 miscues, that's 200 mispronounced names, all, all I'm held responsible for, but we're thankful for our team, and that's why we can make this happen. So the website is, see, I wrote it down wrong, bodymetricshealth.com, right? That's right, Okay, yeah. so, and, and, yeah. you, and you can get the book, you can get a copy of the book there too? Absolutely, Okay, yep. but I want everybody to get ready to nourish eat and repeat okay everybody say that with me type that in the chat box nourish eat and repeat because tonight I, I i told adrian when we had her on before because she did such a fantastic job because she did a surgical job of helping us understand how you can balance life and eating which is kind of you need both of those you really need eating to continue life i said adrian we got to have you back and we need to have you back at a pivotal time in american history and <laughs> And that pivotal time is right now, the entering into the holiday season. And so I asked Adrian to, we need to think about this, okay? I, I told you that we were going we to talk about quite a few things. We're going to weave some different topics together. But let's first get a little bit about you, Adrian. Tell us about um, Adrian Delgado, how, how you grew up, where you grew up, things about you that we may not know. And give us a little back, bit of a background. Introduce yourself to our audience again. All right. Well, yeah, happy to do so. So um, like you said, I'm a registered dietitian. I own an outpatient practice with my husband. So, you know, you want to talk about challenging. We could, that can be a whole other episode, how to run a business with your spouse. Um, but no, we, we are, um, we're just thrilled to be able to work together and, you know, really impact our community. Uh, we have five children. So my oldest just got his permit. So whole oh, pray for me all. Um, we actually hit the another vehicle today. It was our own vehicle, but you know, 
he was backing out of the driveway and hit the van. I was like, oh, uh, okay. Oh, joy, right? <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. He's like, why didn't you tell me the van was there? I'm like, I really didn't think I had to tell you a big vehicle was, you know, right, right. <laughs> in the driveway. But, um, but yeah, no, it's a, we're having a great time. We live in Pennsylvania. We're right outside Philadelphia. So we're enjoying the cold temperatures right now. I say that sarcastically. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just, you know, we're, oh, actually our huge news is we're getting ready to open our second location uh, for our business. So um, outstanding. Yeah, first week in December, we should be opening our doors and we'll have two locations now. So that's our, that is where all of our hard work and attention is going that right is, now. That is so awesome. Again, Adrian Delgado, she is, she is a, a, a guest and friend of ours. I told her she was going to be our, our resident dietitian so that when we started drifting a little bit to the to the left of right right eating i said adrian we're going to bring you back to help us get back to center and so tell us where, where that location is and do you want to do you want to share that with the folks sure i can so yeah so we have our first location is in limerick pennsylvania and our second location will be in Royersford, pennsylvania so they're not too far away from each other but uh we'll be able to serve more people and make an impact so that's what we're all about being right in our community right within our school district helping our kids their families you know our teachers there's you know the staff we really want to we just want to come alongside and be helpful. Right. And, you know, we're so thankful that you're doing that. This is why, again, ladies and gentlemen, we consider what we what we have here. This is a cathedral of resources. This is an actual cathedral of resources, of which Greg is the pontiff. <laughs> so, have you met Greg? Have you met our VP? Did, did we interview together with him? Only through... Um, through written word, okay. not live or anything a, like that. A superman. Uh, he's my very best friend, business partner. We've never, listen to this, a best friend and business partner, and we've never fought about money one time. That's that's just an amazing person. We're, we're going to see the Carolina Panthers play this weekend. So go Panthers, right? Well, better than the Eagles. So oh, yeah. <laughs> the Eagles aren't doing too well right now, so I can't really say much. <laughs> better than the Eagles, for sure. Um, and so when let's let's look at um, what I asked you, and I, I put I put a lot of pressure on Adrian because I mean she's open in two locations. She's got a full time family. I mean she's got everything she's juggling. And I said, oh Adrian, here's what I want you to do for me tonight. I want you to give me five strategies for. <laughs> How somebody can healthily uh, navigate through the Thanksgiving, and we can tr- carry that on over to Christmas. And she's going to give me strategy number one in a second, but I want to let you guys know that we were going to give out some information tonight for you. America's top most fattening holidays. Um, and if you guys are looking in the chat and you you may want to think about this now, the America's most 10 fattening holidays, take a guess uh, what number 10 is. And uh, I'm going to put Adrian on the spot and see if she can guess what the what the 10th most fattening holiday would be. Oh, dear. Um, well, I'm just first for the sake of me not taking the whole hour to try to think about this logically. Um, I'm going to say Fourth of July. Uh, well, n- no, not not Fourth no. of July. Uh, the the 10th is Valentine's Day. Oh. My first guest, but I'm like, no, all the chocolate. It can't be Valentine's. Emotion, be- emotional eating. They say that you uh, can. They say on Valentine's Day, it's an average of two thousand calories consumed on Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. So, what what is strategy number one that you that you would like to help us navigate uh, and and sensibly enter into the Thanksgiving season? So, I think first and foremost, I love to teach that holiday eating is not an all or nothing occasion. Mm -hmm. So in our minds, we're either eating all the fattening foods and all the high calorie foods on that Thanksgiving table, or we're going to be miserable and eat turkey and steamed green beans. Right. And I'm like, well, there's, there's a lot in between those two extremes, but for a lot of us, eating, nutrition, dieting is all about all or nothing. We're either doing all the things and we're focused and we're, we're disciplined or we're, we screw up one thing, we mess up one little tiny thing, and the whole bed is off. That's it. We're just 
I'm just, you know what? I can't do it. I failed. So I might as well. And here's the other part. We don't just fail small. We fail big. Right. We do. We do. We, we, and I'm, I can confess. I know Greg will probably confess with me that, that <laughs> we got to be in this together. We're, we're busy. I was going to say, you're dragging Greg into this and he has no. <laughs> yeah, we're bosom buddies, brother. You're, you fail too. You know, it's like, okay, you, you, you're like, okay, well, I, I, I ate a cookie. So I ruined my whole day. So I might as well get go get a double whopper with cheese, large fries, and a coke. Right? That's right. That's right. Because tomorrow I'm going to have to double down and be even more restrictive. So that gives me permission to eat all the foods tonight. Wow. That see that that is so good. Greg says his weakness is jelly beans. He's so strange. <laughs> I hope he's not eating jelly beans for Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that brother. He's he's different. Greg from the country. So, um and and you know that that's good that you that you know there's some and I I told you this that there are some in the in the health and wellness world that are are what you would look at as purist. You know what I mean? Like absolute, you know, there's absolutely no wiggle room and you say that that type of mentality approaching eating is 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 not sustainable right absolutely so when we feel restricted we get resentful and when we get resentful we get rebellious right and so this whole part is there's got to be a way where we can enjoy foods and still have our health goals in mind it's not an either or, you know, I always tell my clients, I will never ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And I want to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Like, I would never ask you to, to give up all your favorite foods. I may say, okay, let's maybe pick what are your non-negotiables? Like what needs to be on your plate to make you feel like it's Thanksgiving? Ah, so, man, that, you know, That's a really good question, Adrian. And so Greg, uh, I want I would in those of you that may come in on Impact Life twenty four seven. We are joined by our guest. She is a repeat. She we we're, we're gonna we're gonna appoint her as the Impact Life twenty four seven resident nutritionist because I like her balance. And uh, every now and then she'll let me sneak a piece of chocolate. But she is the author of Nourish, Eat, and Repeat. I've got the book right here, and uh, you can get your copy. You got to get your copy today, bodymetricshealth.com. And you can find her also on Facebook and Instagram. You can also get this book at um, uh, the online options, right? What, what is that? Yeah, Barnes and you Noble? can get them on our website or on Amazon. Or on Amazon. And so, again, get get your copy of this book. It is full of practical, realistic, and even some convicting testimonials, man. I'm just like, I, I was reading some of them today, and I was just like, ooh, Adrian, that's so true. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so true, it hurt. Um, and so, yeah, get your, get your copy. Greg says that sweet potato, is that a non-negotiable for you, Greg? Sweet potato pie? is non-negotiable i would say for me collards because i told you i told adrian i throw down on some collard greens now collards are non-negotiable um my wife's um, macaroni baked macaroni that's probably non-negotiable and then you know i've had turkey for for 28 years and only me and my wife like it but i guess it's a tradition i don't know <laughs> we just have the bird in the stove um that would probably be a non non-negotiable for me so kind of help us see what 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 yours would look like adrian oh so mine or definitely would be the turkey mm-hmm. um sweet potato and lots of stuffing you gotta have the stuffing right, right? It's got to be on my plate for it to feel like Thanksgiving. Yeah. So once you can navigate what foods are really important to you on that day, it helps you start to sift through, you know, what is really special and what is just okay. You know, for a lot of us, we're putting foods on our plate that are mediocre at best. It's not really our favorite, but because it's offered, we feel obligated. And it's not even things that we're excited about. Right. So, you know, those might be foods that are easy to forego. Or what I personally like to do is I like to make some of those, I don't want to say mediocre foods, but foods that don't scream Thanksgiving, I actually make them earlier in the week. Okay. So something like corn. I love corn. Right. But corn doesn't scream Thanksgiving. So what I'll do is I'll make corn on like Monday or Tuesday of mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. And so that way, when I see it on the table come Thursday, I'm like, eh, I just had that the other day. Right. And so it's easy to pass on. 
That's brilliant. That's a good idea. What about what about what about deviled eggs? Oh, see, so now that's not something that we have for Thanksgiving in our oh, really? family. That's more of an Easter okay. tradition. <laughs> yeah, man. So. We have to have deviled eggs at Thanksgiving too, boys. So that's a that's gonna be a tough one because there's never enough. That's the problem. <laughs> it's, right. just, it's just never enough deviled eggs. So you plan for it, right? If that's something special to you and you look forward to it, then it goes on your plate. But the other foods that are just okay, either, you know, make them earlier in the week so it's easier to pass or just forego in favor of something that does hold special meaning. Because again, this isn't a eat everything that you see or eat nothing and be miserable. There is an intersect between the two. They uh, said that number nine, can can you guys take a guess what the ninth uh, most calorie consumed uh, holiday would be? Take a guess, Greg. Greg probably says Hanukkah or something. Uh, what is your guess, uh, Adrian? <sighs> the knife. Memorial Day? No. We're going to have to take your license, Adrian. No, the, believe it or not, the knife is Halloween. Ah. Yes, three really? three thousand calories in here. I'll just give you a little glimpse. Uh, sample intake: pumpkin spice latte, fun size Milky Way, Snickers, Musketeers, Butterfingers, Twix, Nestle crunches, and they they get they list the calories of all of these: candy apples, spiked punch, decorative cupcakes, and so they go way way down. And each one of those lists out the calorie intakes, and it's like, wow, I didn't I didn't even realize that. Um, but but again, that that's an example of we look at these days on the calendar and we may not really even understand that we have an uptick in, in consumption (laughs) because, you know, it's like, okay, that's just what you're supposed to do. So you gave us one example, you gave us one strategy and I'm so thankful that you again are, are joining us in our virtual studios. And that strategy was, it's not an all or nothing proposition, you know, don't, don't, don't be so, don't be so ridiculous and, and restrict yourself. Like she said to, uh, boiled Turkey and steamed green beans. (laughs) Or don't invite me if that's what you're making. That's not coming. (laughs) I don't know how you'd boil a Turkey, but I'm sure somebody's out there doing it. So what would be, what would be your second strategy, Adrian? So one thing that I always do like to do before I even start grabbing my plate and loading it up is I do like to survey the table first and foremost, right? Because we want to go in with a plan, right? Left to our own devices, left to a whim, we're never going to make great choices. Because remember, we talked about this the last time, that part of our brain, you know, that always makes decisions based on pain avoidance and immediate immediate gratification will always answer first, And so having your health goals in mind isn't going to be first and foremost when you're sitting there with a bunch of food laid out in front of you. So I always like to do a quick survey of the of the foods offered. I like to think about, you know, what is important? Where do I want to put it on my plate? Ideally, when we're talking about health, half of our plate should be vegetables. Did y'all hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I asked. I, I'm glad you slipped that in there because I was I was hoping you'd remember. Uh, we were talking, and I said, Adrian, how much of your your food consumption at mealtime is from the earth? And she said, fifty percent. You know, at a minimum, should be. And here's what I want you guys to understand: the reason why I I think impacting life twenty four seven connected with Adrian is because. She she's not unre she's not unrealistic and unreasonable, but she's very she's teaching us the strategic approach to having a healthier life. See, because what I'm finding is when you don't plan and when you don't prepare is when you go when you go off the when you go off course. Is is that true, Adrian? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, hoping and wishing are not great strategies. <laughs> Right. I hope I'll do all right when I get there. Yeah. Right. I should be okay. What? I don't know how to do that. So I'm the dietitian, and I don't know how to how to get into a position and just figure it out as I go. So listen. If I go ahead. Yeah. No, as I say, if I want it to work out, then I have to create a plan so it will work out. 
See, and again, that, that that's that's exactly what we teach. We, you know, we teach young people this very thing in, in many of our coaching and trainings that we do, Adrian. And and yet we we neglect the thing that can give us length of days. And that is what we what we put in our mouth. So someone would say, you know, they're hearing us tonight on Impact Life 24 seven again with my guest, Adrian Delgado. She is the author of nourish eat and repeat a busy woman's guide to a healthier mind body and life and you can get a copy of her book at bodymetricshealth.com it's in the chat it'll be for those listening on our podcast it'll be in the show notes of course with the link to it and if you can't find her there or if you don't if you want to go to another place you can always go to amazon but you may not get the autographed copy like i got so somebody's listening to you adrian and they're like okay well that's that's nice you know you're talking about being strategic and planning but you know i'm a i'm i'm a this fill in the blank right we can just fill in the blank because the blank is the excuse right the blank is the excuse well i hear adrian and you know she's her husband's there and they got a beautiful family and blah 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 but i have blank so you you what the sub chapter or the subtitle says a busy woman's guide to a healthier mind body and soul so you have taken the you have taken into account busyness right oh yeah when you, I'm, i am you i may have written a book but my life is no different than anyone reading that book right and so when now we're we already got two strategies for thanksgiving we got three more but when, when we talk about helping people understand how to, you know, busyness is just maybe the nature of the beast because you're going to soccer and this and that and the other. What is something that, okay, let's say I'm I'm starting on day one and, and Adrian Delgado is going to coach me. I'm busy. I'm, I'm all over the place. What's the, what's a, what's a, an immediate thing that I can begin to do or start to do or look to do that, that I could see some, kind of instant results oh well one of the things that i love to teach clients is to how to identify and honor hunger and fullness Ooh, how to identify and honor hunger and fullness i should make that into a speech that's powerful go ahead elaborate yeah so for so many of us we think we're hungry because the thought of food pops into our our mind right? Or we watch a commercial and I'm, I'm hungry. But physical hunger truly does come from the stomach region, or sometimes it presents itself from the head. So common physical hunger signals are um, a growling stomach, a nauseous pit, uh, a hollow feeling. Some people get lightheaded, dizzy, trouble concentrating, irritable, hangry, um, headaches, shaky. These are all physical signs of low blood sugar, which translates into physical hunger. But for a lot of us, we're eating for reasons other than physical hunger. We're mm. eating for emotional hunger. Mm. We're eating because we're aggravated or agitated or angry or stressed out. A lot of times, emotional hunger will present itself as a rattling in the chest. Mm. It's, it's an emotion that needs to escape, that needs to be dealt with. But for a lot of us, anytime we feel a sensation in the chest region, we automatically assume because it's proximity to the stomach that it must mean I'm hungry and therefore I'm going to eat. Because here's something powerful. When you eat, the rattling stops. Mm. That's why we do it. Right. We do right. it because it works. But if I can <laughs> teach you how to identify true physical hunger versus emotional hunger, that's going to stop 50% of your overeating. 50%. I was hoping that was going to be the number. I got to get my emotions in check, ladies and gentlemen, because, uh, you, you know, anybody out there ever, ever been in that situation? And I can kind of identify with what Adrian is talking about. Adrian Delgado, registered dietitian and resident impacting life 24 seven. And we're going to keep her on staff here, Greg. Um, sometimes a, a thing will go wrong in life adversity. Right. And I ain't a bit more hungry than the man in the moon, but guess what I'm gonna do. 
I'm gonna swing into Taco Bell or I'm gonna I'm gonna get me a I'm gonna get me a Whopper. I'm gonna right because mm-hmm. I'm 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 in an emotional state, and then I justify, well, I deserve this because this just happened or I endured that or somebody was mean to me or somebody gave me a bad rating or whatever the case may be. And, and we have got, how, okay. So now let's just, I know I'm going, I'm going way out my layman skill set here, but how do we, how do we overcome the emotional piece? Teach us, can you give us a little peel back into that, that world, how you help people navigate that? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it's awareness. What are the thoughts that you have in that moment that need to be challenged because it all starts in the head, right? right? It starts with that thought, which creates a feeling of maybe entitlement or, you know, I deserve this because of how I was feeling. And those feelings are what create our behaviors. So, but it all originates. I told you I have root work. I want to get to the root of the problem. I don't want to put a bandaid on any of this. Yes. The root of the problem is the thought. I deserve this. So really being able to identify what are those thoughts that are triggering behaviors of eating in times of emotional hunger, that's the work that needs to be done. Once you can identify what that thought is, we can change the script and come up with another sentence that actually will be productive. Boy, y'all just go ahead and let me preach for one second with Adrian. I'm going to tell you that the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Boy, we got to get this mind under control. That's very, very powerful, Adrian. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this is why we knew to bring her back for this season. Adrian Delgado, Nourish, Eat, and Repeat. You're going to get nuggets like this and many more out of out of her book. And uh, I'm blessed to have a copy of it. Greg, do you have a copy of her book? Because if you don't, I'll bring it during the football game and we can look at some stuff to figure out how we can eat healthy at the football game. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure he would love to miss part of the Panthers game so he can read my book. Yeah, right. He said, Greg asked the question, which is a good question. How about childhood memories? dessert with every meal oh my goodness yeah like dessert was uh, sweets and junk was always always around and uh that was just that was a a, you know a cultural thing too um Mm -hmm. that was just a part of that was a part of the 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 deal when when we when we when we talk about though understanding the thoughts and being able to say okay king you're not eating because you're hungry you're eating because you're mad emotional whatever you telling you're telling me and you're telling our audience that we can get 50 percent of our eating under control if just by identifying the type of eating that we're doing right uh 50 percent of your overeating overeating right 50 percent of our yes. overeating right because uh, the emotional piece is probably the over the overeating piece right right uh, yeah you're eating when you're not hungry the other 50 percent right. comes from eating past fullness And so I teach my clients how to identify fullness. Right. And then more importantly than identifying is honoring because we know we're full, but we keep going. I'm not done eating this yet. I'm still going. I'm still having a party in my mouth. I'm not ready for this to end. And that says that's Thanksgiving all wrapped up in a bow. Oh, that, that, (laughs) honoring. uh, Yes. Honoring fullness. That, Man, that's so powerful. There's so many parallels to that, though, y'all. There's some spiritualness going on to that, too. Uh, But honoring fullness and not becoming a glutton. And Adrian and I and I were talking about that. Let me let me give you guys a couple more real quick. Uh, This is just kind of like the off off uh, shoot of what we did tonight. So I wanted to sound educated having Adrian come on the show. Uh, The the next the number eighth most um, the number eighth most calorie consumed holiday greg take a guess you've been you've been trying easter and easter you're not there yet brother so <laughs> if you guys like to type type in the chat that's fine i want you to think about it take a guess on what is the number eight uh most calorie consuming holiday and we're going to ask our registered dietitian to take a stab at it uh what do you think yeah. Do I get a clue? Is it one of the summer holidays? No, it's, I'll back it, off. Nope it's a it's a winter <laughs> it's a winter holiday. All right, so I'll go with um, I'll go with New Year's. Exactly. Congratulations. Yes, New Year's Eve is thirty one hundred calories consumed. 
because of all of the parties and festivities and alcohol and appetizers. They talk about champagne and sugary cocktails, pigs in a blanket, uh, crab cakes, caviar. Well, I can't mess around with no caviar. (laughs) Stuffed mushrooms, (laughs) sliders, pizza, rum balls, cheese and crackers, and so on. And so, yes, the number eight uh, most calorie-consuming holiday is New Year's Eve. And, again, think about it. Let's just pause, Adrian. Isn't New Year's Eve so full of emotion? Oh, well, you know what? New Year's Eve is all about hope. Yeah. Right. It's all about the hope for the the upcoming year and what will be different. Right. And so that elicits a lot of emotion. Yeah, man, that's that's powerful. Great, great, great. So um, let's get to the third strategy that you would give us, uh, our listening audience, as well as our live audience tuning into Impact Life 24-7. Guess who is our guest? If you got any any guest that ever comes on our show and say we don't promote, they have lost their mind because you don't heard about this book now probably seven or eight times. You're going to hear it seven or eight more. This is Nourish, Eat and Repeat by our guest, Adrienne Delgado. She is a registered dietitian. She has got two flourishing businesses up there in Pennsylvania and got a beautiful family of five children and a husband. And so you can get your copy of this book at bodymetricshealth.com. Dot com. What's strategy number three? All right. So now we're going to move into the real practical stuff. Here's where we get laser focused. Yes. How am I going to help you navigate your way through this holiday? All right. So number three is pick a lane. All right. When I say pick a lane, because like you said, Thanksgiving, you've already given us the punchline. It's the most caloric consumed holiday that there is. Right. So one of the ways we can make it healthier is to reduce some of those calories to make it more manageable, right? So number three is pick a lane. Appetizers, drinks, or desserts. Mm. But not all three. Pick a lane, Greg. Appetizers, drinks, or desserts, but not all three. Right. So again, this kind of ties into that number one, all or nothing. We're either doing all the things, all the foods that we can think of, or we're doing none of them. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. So um, what means more to you on this holiday? Now for you, you've already mentioned your deviled eggs. So I don't know. For you, maybe appetizers is the way you want to go. Uh, for our family, we don't do appetizers on Thanksgiving. Like the whole effort, uh, the whole, you know, thought is about the meal itself so we don't waste time on all those fillers because we want we want to go straight to the main event right (laughs) um we also don't drink at our thanksgiving so for me that makes it really simple because we're going dessert right all right but depending on your family traditions might not you know might help you navigate which direction you want to go to now i will say this for each alcoholic beverage you consume you slow down your metabolism for one hour. So oh one drink equals one hour. Ooh. And some people, some people got 1700 years of slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here and right. like say you can't drink because you absolutely can. But do know that if you choose that lane, you're going to be slowing down your metabolism because your body's main objective is to metabolize the alcohol and get it out of your body because it's a toxin. So then anything you're eating is going right to storage for a minimum of an hour before your body's even going to touch it and start trying to break it down. Before it decides to wake up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just choose carefully. Again, I don't, I'm not the food police, so it's not my job to tell you which lane to pick. I'm just here to say pick a lane. Well, you know, if we were to make you like the, the in addition to the resident um, dietitian, we could make you the superhero and you'd be the food police. The food police. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, understanding the lane, that's, that's very, very powerful. You know, I'll be honest with you. As I've gotten older, because as you guys know, I'm, I'm a rapidly approaching 50. When I have my 50th, 50th party, it's going to be like a presidential inauguration, probably last all week. Um because Greg just had a birthday. He just turned 58. Congratulations, Greg, Mr. Old Man. Um, I am getting less and less, and you can help me help us understand this, Adrian. I am less inclined to eat sweets 
as much as I was when I was younger. Does that, is that a thing? Does, do your, do your taste change as you get older? They do. They do. I wouldn't say that's true for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I wouldn't say that's across the board that I notice people have less affinity towards it. Um, That just could be kind of the direction that you're moving and you know, what feels good to your body. I think that's really what it comes down to. If you start to notice that you're not feeling well, after you eat something, you're less likely to eat it. And right. so as our body ages and changes, we get um, we get different signals. And so you're probably just following your body's signals. Yes, I'm trying to follow them, sister. I'm following them as hard as I can. Um, I, I want to go real quick in the book on page. This really stood out to me. Go to page 222. Everybody, everybody out there, turn to page 222. <laughs> In, in Nourish, Eat, and Repeat by Adrian Delgado. And she gives some really interesting points. Um, I'd like for you to go through these. Give me these in rapid succession from the bottom of 222 to the top of 225, those bu- uh, 223. Those bullets there, Adrian, read those for us real quick. All right. So Americans throw away $165 billion of food each year. 40% mm. of food is wasted every year wait 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 let let, let the okay come on oh you said rapid i know i know but you know we always we always got to let it ruminate for a moment (laughs) 40 percent of food is wasted in the u.s every year go yeah 35 million tons of food is wasted in the united states each year Mm. the average american household throws away 2200 dollars of food each year now help me ladies and gentlemen think about this okay I ain't trying to play on y'all emotions, but man, just think about all them hungry people out there. I, I saw them in Houston, homeless, hungry folks, and we throw away $2,200 of, of, of food annually. That's, that's, that is absolutely amazing. Next point, Adrian. Yeah. The average American throws away 300 pounds of food per year. Mm. 20% of food the average American buys is never eaten. Whoa, I would probably, yeah, you're right. And I'd probably say if you try, when you try to go the healthy week, if you don't eat it up quick, that, that number probably rises. And and you know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that's a, that's a really interesting percentage. What's the next one? 90% of food is thrown away too soon. Food waste in America has grown by 204% since 1960 and 50% since 1990. Last one. Reducing food waste by just 15% would be enough to feed more than 25 million Americans every year. That's in the book, ladies and gentlemen, nourish, eat and repeat. She, she, she really, but when that, when I read that, I was just like, wow, you know, we, we need to, we, there, there is so much to understanding our relationship with food, the value of food right? Not, you know, not just that it keeps you alive, but the value of food. And sometimes, you know, I, I get a little uneasy, you know, I go and I look in a refrigerator and there's stuff growing on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, we paid all this money for this stuff and, and we didn't, we didn't utilize it. And part of it is because we, we, instead of, instead of eating the stuff that we buy, which requires us to cook it and prepare it. What do we do, Adrian? Tell us. Tell us. Oh, what we, we go out to eat. Yeah, yeah. And so every night that you don't prepare that food that you bought, that you spent twenty percent more because it's food's going through the roof now, mm-hmm. and you had to swing in to Chick Fil A or Popeyes or Bojangles, and then you go back and you're just like, well, wow, I, I'm I'm less healthy and I've wasted money. <laughs> Wasted money, yeah, and wasted food. And so, I mean, I know in my family, just because, again, larger family, I go to the grocery store about every four to five days because my family eats everything I buy the first day, and then I try to make them, you know, live on scraps for three more days till I fill it up again. Right. Um, But for me, because I go to the grocery store so frequently, I don't necessarily put my meat in the freezer. And I do that on purpose so that we eat what I buy. Ooh, that's good. That's powerful. Uh, the expiration dates. I, it, I, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, this we're y'all do what you want. I'm just asking for myself, Adrian. Just pretend like nobody across the world is is in this conversation, but me and you. But 
expiration dates. You say sometimes we throw away food too soon. So do, should we go by the expiration date or is there something else that you use to judge it? No, we really do need to go by the expiration date, but it's important to make sure you're reading the dates because there's a sell by and a use by. And a lot of times we're getting them confused because we're not paying attention. So we see a date and more times than not, it's a sell by date. It's not a use by date. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think I've done that a couple of times with milk. I, you know, just mm-hmm. didn't, it was, or, you know, something else, a dairy product in particular sell by or whatever. And uh, man, that, that's, that's, that's very, very powerful. So we've got three tips relative to navigating the, the Thanksgiving season. What's the fourth? All right. Again, another practical tip, make sure you are eating before the big meal. There's no saving up to get good and hungry for the big event. That's just going to end in disaster. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So when you are starving, you have no control over what you choose to eat, how much you choose to eat and how fast you choose to eat, right? Because there's urgency behind it. And we think we're saving up for all these calories. We end up overeating. So Mm. eat breakfast if your meal is at noon. If your meal is at dinner time, eat breakfast and lunch. Mm. Get something in your stomach so that you're not coming to the table ravenous and you can eat a reasonable amount of food. (laughs) She said ravenous. (laughs) That's that's about that sounds about the king household. Man, uh, that that is so interesting because here's the deal. For me, uh, I like, okay, what what time do you guys eat dinner at Thanksgiving? So this year my mom said we're doing 5 o'clock because my brother's kids are taking naps. So she wants to be respectful of of nap time. So, Well, I, I and Greg, let me know what time you eat because maybe I can can kill two birds with one stone this year. But I like to, this This is just something kind of off the beaten path, but I like for the event to not be over so soon. Mm-hmm. You know, like some, some folks, they eat at noon and that's it. That, you know, we did all this work, stayed up all late, baked all these pies and everything, and then it's done at 12 o'clock. I kind of I kind of like the the event to linger, you know what I mean? And you get more get more out of it. But but you you said something very good and something powerful. Think about this guys. She said, "Don't starve yourself on Thanksgiving because it won't end well for you." <laughs> right. Well, and you're right. So much of the event is the anticipation. Right. Right? I mean, it's like when we go on vacation. It's all the leading up to it, the excitement, you know, our expectation of it. So we go to all this work for this one meal. You know, we shouldn't be done eating it in seven minutes. Right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) But when you're starving and you're inhaling your food, it's first and foremost, you're never going to hear or feel your fullness signal when you're inhaling food. Right. You're going to bypass it. You're going to go from starving to stuffed, and you're not even going to remember feeling full. That's a problem. <laughs> wow, it is. And, right? And, 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 and you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is that you talk about this even in your book. You talk about the pace with which you eat. Don't, don't you mm-hmm. discuss that? Absolutely. It's everything. It takes 20 minutes for that signal to go from your stomach to your brain that tells you you're full. And so if you are eating your meal faster than 20 minutes, you don't get any signals at that point. And chances are you're going to go back for more food because you still feel hungry. Ah, ah, see, now that's good. Now, Greg, he's one of these strange ones. He says, we actually don't do traditional meals. It's usually steaks or choice of the day ribs. See, I told you he's different. You know, them folks are different out there in the the southern parts of North Carolina. (laughs) Sweet potato pie though with his ribs. You got sweet potato pie with ribs, Greg. You you are just really strange, bro. Who doesn't have turkey on Thanksgiving? But no, a lot of a lot of people have. I'm I'm seeing a lot of my friends have shifted in their traditional, you know, the traditional meal, and we're just like hanging on. We're going down with the ship. We will have a turkey. Um, and so, but that's a that's a really interesting point. You talk you talked about this in your book. Uh, you know, to to eat 
with more pace. I'm, I'm not trying to make it sound like for us to eat slower, but you, you kind of encourage us to eat with a rhythm and a pace. Um, and then you also talk to us about how we should look at our plate and, and how our plate should be kind of laid out. Then you go into that in the book. Yeah. Well, that goes back to like 50% of our plate should be vegetables. 25% should be some type of high fiber starch and the other 25% should be your protein. The problem with Thanksgiving is we make 400 different starches. <laughs> right. And so fitting all of them into a quarter of our plate is problematic unless we're using quarter teaspoons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as our serving our serving spoon. Okay, so we Which, go ahead. No, I just say so that's why I say in the beginning, what are your non-negotiables? What do you want to be on your plate? So when you're navigating, you know, what foods are going to go into what section, it makes it a little easier. Right. I'm going to I'm going to give you guys uh, Adrian gave us the spoiler alert and let us know that the number one calorie consumed event uh, in throughout the year is Thanksgiving and traditional Thanksgiving foods tend to be the highest in fat and calories. And so you got you're talking about look at this cheese and crackers, candy, yam, green bean casserole, which I can't stand stuffing which Adrian's going to eat. That's 350 calories. Turkey, pecan pie is 500 calories. Ice cream, 200 calories. Cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, and then they threw in wine, which we won't have any of that, but we drink, we do drink the sparkling grape juice. And so <laughs> it's probably half of those calories right there too. Again, but but think about it. She, she, she didn't say, and we have not said, to just ditch Thanksgiving and, and go dig a pit and throw yourself in it. <laughs> okay. We didn't, we didn't say that, but, but you, you are big on helping people get their lives kind of in order. We do plan a lot of things out, Adrian, but we talked about this. We got to model better for our children. What, what this, what this journey looks like, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, what information they are getting from the, the world around them, is not healthy, whether you're looking at it from a physical standpoint, emotional standpoint, mental standpoint. You know, it's it's all about busyness. It's all about running yourself into the ground. It's, you know, just convenience. It's all about um, just not great messages. We'll just say it like that. Right, it's not great messages. And so we have to teach them how to navigate their way because how else are they going to learn? Right. And, and I agree with that. I, there was a there's a, a section in the book on page 62. She, she talks about the secret solution, ladies and gentlemen. And this is in her book, Nourish, Eat and Repeat. Um, page 62, it says this. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that society either doesn't want you to know or is too distracted to figure out on its own. Now, watch this. She says, no one will tell you this, but I will. What is the secret? Read it, Adrian. If you can't put a meal on the table at night, you're too busy. Folks, we should just we should just close it down and that there you know what? That's all, folks. That is a wrap because that is the truth. Uh, when she goes on to say that food is a basic need, we all need food to survive. Therefore, it should be somewhat of a priority. If Chick-fil-A is a weekly need versus a once in a while treat, then that's a problem. Society will tell you to keep up with the Joneses. And I tell you the truth, don't. That's in the book, ladies and gentlemen, nourish, nourish, eat and repeat. Because I was telling Adrian, I said, man, I remember, and I raised my kids pretty traditionally because there was so many of them. We would sit around that table, man. We sit around that table and talk and eat, and sometimes dinner time would last well into you know the night, just us there having a good time and 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 fellowshipping with one another. But also, the meal was prepared, so we we had a little more control over the nutrition of our children. And I asked this to, to Adrian, cause she's got five kids and how she, how she manages that because, you know, her kids go to public school and they, they see their kids, maybe the other kids eating this and, and, and Adrian's like, well, okay. So explain, explain that conversation. How do you, how do you explain that to your kids and how have they adopted with that? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want it to, to come across that we don't have any 
challenges and like my kids are just you know all avid salad eaters because they're not <laughs> you know and i talk about that in the book you know like what do you do when your kids won't eat the dinner you prepared or they're whining about the dinner you prepared um but for us it's just it's one of our almost like a core value this is what we believe in this is our lifestyle we we have a garden they're expected to help um you know, we just want to model to them what it looks like to take care of their bodies in a responsible way. So eventually when they move out, right, they move out. Tell uh, me they uh, move out. Right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some riding the gravy train right now. So God bless you. I hope yours do too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I want them to be productive members of society. I right. want them to be able to take care of their health. Listen, insurance I don't know what's going to happen with health insurance. Right. It, it seems to be increasing every single year with little, you know, less coverage than the previous year. Right. And it is our duty to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. Wow. And so that is what we're trying to teach them. Like, it's not about, it's a, it's a responsibility to yourself, but it, the bigger picture is a responsibility to those around us. Mm. That's so good. So tip number five, did we get to tip number five? You got to give us the last tip for how to navigate the Thanksgiving meal and holiday. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, you can get a whole lot more tips if you go get a copy of her book, uh, Nourish, Eat. Let me see if I can get it to the camera better. There we go. Nourish, Eat, and Repeat. This is by Adrian Delgado, A Busy Woman's Guide to a healthier mind, body, and life. And I can tell you this, man, when I'm eating and taking care of this body and being mindful about uh, being mindful about it and intentional about it, my mind is clearer. I rest better. Uh, I'm in a better mood. It just is a reality. I don't care what you say. When you're filling your body full of toxins and poisons and junk, you're sluggish, your brain's foggy, and, and you're just not on your A game. So, What's our fifth tip, uh, Miss Delgado? Give it to us. All right. This is a really dialed in, very practical tip because I am all about the practical. Tell me how to get it done. Yeah. Like it's nice to have these big ideas, but tell me how to get it done. Tell us. So this is the thing that I personally struggle with all the time at Thanksgiving and it's picking afterwards, right? Okay. You've had your meal. You know, either the food is still sitting there and you start picking, you have no business picking because you are full, you are stuffed, but yet you just pick or in our family, it's like, okay, it's time to put the food away. And I'm not going to put this one scoop of stuffing away. Like I'm not going to get a container for that. So I'll just eat it myself. So the tip that I have for that is always volunteer to wash dishes. Get your hands in soapy water away from the food and away from your mouth. Mm. All right. Again, giving you the practical stuff. That's when true. the food is all finished, you go and you offer and volunteer to wash dishes so that your hands are soapy and not in the food. <laughs> that is so good. I, I've never thought about it that way, ladies and gentlemen, but that's so true. Think about it. How many times? We spend, you know, after after we wake up from our from our coma, from uh, what is that in Turkey? Tryptophan is that what that is? In, in yeah. Turkey? No, okay, let's is, just is, talk about is, that. Right is that now. A, is that it a is, myth? It is. Well, it, tryptophan does make you sleepy, but let's be honest. Nobody is eating the volume of turkey necessary to evoke a tryptophan response. Okay. It is all the carbohydrates that you just ate, and you insulin is crashing down. You know, your your blood sugar went up. Your insulin isn't just, you know, sprinkling, your pancreas isn't sprinkling insulin at you. I mean, it is coming at you with a fire hose uh -huh. to try to get your blood sugar down from all the carbs you just ate. So you crash. Uh -huh. And that's why you can't get up off the sofa once you've fallen into your place watching that football game. Yeah, somebody's got to bring you dessert because there's no way you physically can get up to go get it. That's right. Yeah, wife, bring me some dessert. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Right? <laughs> it is not the tryptophan. It is all the carbs. Ah, see, look, see, again, we we bring experts on this show to dispel all these myths. Wow, what a what a new revelation, ladies and gentlemen. It's, so it's not we can't always blame it on the turkey. See, the turkey's Listen, got a bad rap. Eat turkey sandwiches all day long. People eat turkey sandwiches every week, 
and they're not falling asleep at their desk. Wow. So See, let's leave the poor turkey alone. Leave the poor turkey alone. <laughs> poor turkey. Okay, you're right, man. That's I see. I never thought of it that way. Okay, Adrian. Listen, we are. This this was a great show. I mean, this was better than the first one, man. This is just absolutely engaging, and that's why we bring people back on this show, ladies and gentlemen. If you come back on our show, it's because you made a real impact, and we want to continue to share that. Uh, she is an expert, Greg. You're right, Adrian Delgado. Uh, does a great job. She's our she's our resident uh, nutritionist to help us get in shape and stay in shape and eat well and eat healthy. So give us a last word of encouragement, Adrian, before we let you go and get ready for uh, your next venture, whatever that may be tonight. So I really think when it comes to this nutrition thing, especially when we're talking about a holiday, a food-centered holiday, you know, rather than thinking like we going back to the beginning, this all or nothing mentality, I want you to think about what would you like this meal to look like in terms of, you know, enjoying your favorite foods, but also in terms of how can you feel really good about yourself come Friday morning? Mm. Because I promise you there is an intersect. All right. It's not, I'm either, you know, eating everything or I'm meeting my health goal. I promise you there is a space in between but you just got to think about it a little bit ahead of time. Don't try to figure it out in the moment. Take a moment ahead of time and think about what that could look like for you. Here's the thing. It's going to be different for every single person. Right. So that doesn't make your approach right and my approach wrong. It's just we're different and that's okay. Let's wow. not shame each other into thinking that one way is better than another because yeah, things don't go well when we shame each other. That's right. That's very good. And again, this is why, again, ladies and gentlemen, we had her back for a second, an encore appearance, Nourish, Eat, and Repeat, uh, a busy woman's guide to a healthier mind, body, and life by Adrian Delgado, registered dietitian and super great American. Thank you so much, Adrian, for all that you are doing for your community, for the folks in Pennsylvania. And uh, we plan on having you back. We'll, we'll just uh, uh, do another trivia when we, when we bring you back and te- tell the folks about the rest of the holidays and how much consuming they're doing. But really, I just love the practicality that you always offer us, giving us some real strategies. I mean, like I can start doing some of this. I know how I'm going to approach Thanksgiving, and I may post it and tag you and show you how my Thanksgiving plate looks. How about that? Yeah, and I went um, to hear from your wife about how happy she is that you're doing the dishes afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Well, she'll be she'll definitely listen to this part of the show. She'll say, "Yep, get in there and do the dishes, brother." That's right. So, that's any, right. thank you so much for having me. It's always my pleasure. Thank you so much, Adrian, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you again in the future. Okay. Sounds great. All right. God bless you. So, everybody, that was Adrian Delgado, and uh, she is a registered dietitian and she has really just given us a practical, I mean, course. I mean, we really just went through a course almost of the strategies of how to navigate the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays with enjoying them, but not, not becoming gluttonous in them and using those as an excuse for why we can't get up off the couch. Now we did find out tonight that the Turkey is getting a bad rap. <laughs> so the crash is not necessarily in the turkey. It is in all of the other things. So thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for us uh, tonight. We will, that closes out our week. We head to Charlotte and then uh, we're really going to be throttling down. You'll probably see less shows of us uh, throughout this season. And we're doing a couple different things, working on the book, Uh, We have some live events that we have to get done and obligations there and just preparing because, listen, you you get to the end of the the show season, but we when we're at the end, we're actually interviewing people for the next year. And we've already got people scheduled in January and February. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you, Greg and Katrina and Danny and everybody else. Mike, who helps make this show a success. Let's hear a word from our sponsors and then I will wish everybody a good night. Every time you hear Impacting Life 24-7, it is brought to you in part by our amazing sponsors. Donald Skip Mondragon II MD is a platinum sponsor. 
and he is a 26-year Army veteran, national veterans wrestling champion, a speaker, and author. He is the author of Wrestling Depression is Not for Wimps, Lessons Learned from an Amateur Wrestler's Fight to Triumph Over Depression. Contact him and book him today at WrestlingIsNotForWimps.com. The Underdog Ninja Foundation are platinum sponsors. This was founded in 2020 by Javi and Jessica Madrigal, a husband and wife team that have been battling and overcoming heart disease for 18 years. Their personal story and experiences have led them to follow the calling of empowering, educating, and supporting those fighting heart disease. They have a remarkable platform and a dynamic story. Contact this amazing team at underdogninja.org. Belinda Tyson Linder has spent decades investing in people from all different backgrounds. She is a platinum sponsor. She has led inner city programs for disadvantaged youth, as well as being a mentor to young adults, married couples, individuals facing adversity. Belinda and her husband have built multiple six and seven figure businesses and have trained leaders on having tenacity and character. Ultimately, Belinda cares about people. Bettina Carey is a platinum sponsor. Bettina Carey is a four foot nine and a half Latina. She inspires and empowers women to create big results. They break through, no, they shatter their earning ceiling, kick self-imposed limitations to the curb, and live their legacies now. Whether she's coaching from a live or virtual stage or conferencing with a small cohort of bold women or men on the rise across from a conference table, her championship strategies and straight talk compel women and men to find their whole new gear and succeed beyond their wildest imaginations. Connect with Bettina today at weempoweryourlife.com. You've heard it here, folks. All of these people help us with Impacting Life 24-7. If you would like to join them, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, clkingspeaker.com. Please have a great weekend. Be blessed and do something to bless somebody else. We'll talk to you again soon. Good night.